Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody, this is Isaac from the Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture Podcast. You're listening to me from my mobile studio. So my apologies for any sort of sound anomalies. Uh, but today... We're going to get into a uh, analysis of Bird Box. Oh yeah, you've been doing the challenge. You've been, you've been putting the blindfold on like a real dummy. Well, I'm about to break it down. I'm going to give you the uh, 100% truth. So if you haven't logged into uh, your Netflix account and watched Bird Box, or maybe you're a parasite getting on someone else's Netflix Get on there and watch the uh, bird box real quick. Then head right back here because I'm going to break it down for you. This isn't your your uh, BuzzFeed uh, analysis or whatever that's just going to give you the basic surface level nonsense. This is going to go deep into the true meaning of the blindfold, the monsters, Freemason rituals, the the deep understandings of the occult, and making contact with God, the divine. It's going to get real heavy real quick. Let's do it. First off, we're going to go through the the basic sort of surface level explanation. I call it the normie explanation. Because when I first watched the film, it was obvious. The, uh, the mainstream storyline here is about a woman named Marjorie, of course, played by Sandra Bullock. And she goes through this process of enlightenment to open herself up to become more vulnerable. Her mission is to learn how to love. It's quite evident when we consider that there are many, many things that happen in this film that support this idea of her being afraid to be vulnerable and connecting with other human beings. She, uh, like when at the beginning, her sister played by Lana Del Rey, jokes, um, I don't remember her name. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Her sister in the film, she doesn't stick around long, so she shows up at Mallory's art studio and she chastises her for being in there all day long being consumed with her art and she needs to get outside and make relationships and so on you can see that Mallory has no relationship with her baby father because she is pregnant she also has no idea that outside is an apocalypse of emo suicides going on she has no desire to know what her baby's gender is when she goes to the doctor the OB even suggests that she could give it up for adoption. Again, she's afraid to connect. She's afraid to have this this vulnerability, this weakness through human connection. Also, when she, after the apocalypse starts, 
she meets up with a woman named Olympia who is also pregnant. And you can see that Olympia tries to make a connection with Mallory since they are both pregnant <laughs> in the end times. And uh, Mallory's clearly uncomfortable with it. She walks away. Mallory's taking care of her, um, you know, after, uh, because, you know, as you know, the film jumps back and forth. And when she's uh, on Old Man River there, she's taking care of her son and Olympia's daughter. And you'll notice that she refers to them as boy and girl. She does not want to humanize these children. So, uh, yeah, and, and if you take a closer look, and on my website, IlluminatiWatcher.com, I'll have images of what I'm talking about here. If you go to uh, the beginning when she's in the art studio and you take a closer look at the paintings, you can see that she has one that she is working on that looks like a, uh, a sad last supper. And you can see that all these people, they're together in the same vicinity, but they are distracted and, I argue, by personal electronic devices, the iPhone. You can also see that she is working on a, uh, a piece with a woman, and this woman is in the darkness, but she is being enlightened. She has the aura of light around her. She's waking up, becoming enlightened. We're going to talk about this a little bit more with the blindfold symbolism here in a bit. So, um, if you go, if if you take a look at this, you'll see the connections between the human beings are a critical part of this story. They're part of this emo apocalypse of suicides because the uh, at the beginning, the first suicide that we witness is the woman in the hospital. She's on her cell phone, right? When Mallory's sister's phone rings when they're inside the vehicle, that is what triggers her visions of these monsters, of the suicide monsters. And then after the vehicle wrecks, you'll notice that Mallory takes a close look at her hands because she was holding the phone. She was reaching back to grab the phone when the wreck happened. And there are some, like, burns or cuts. I'm not really sure what they are. Again, go to IlluminatiWatch.com. You can see these images for yourself. And go ahead and sign up for that free email newsletter, by the way, because uh, that is the thing that I own. And not Patreon or YouTube or any of the other uh, snowflake censorship medias are able to take that from me. So that's how you and I stay connected. Speaking of connection, right? So we're left with this idea that the film is about Mallory's journey from these, these poor social connections into a place where she can express vulnerability and learn to love. That is the normie explanation for the, the film. Now... This is what you came for. Gnostic initiations, blindfolds, and hoodwinks. What's Gnosticism, you ask? Well, it's a term. Well, Gnosticism isn't a term necessarily, but uh, it's more of a philosophy, religion, whatever you want to call this. It's a term used to describe people going back to the first century, the time of Jesus Christ. And they believe that the Christian church had it wrong. They believe that... Jesus Christ came here to earth to teach human beings about gnosis, which means knowledge in Greek. Knowledge of the divine is what they say. Knowledge of God. They think the... Uh, and you'll see you'll see a lot of Gnostic principles wrapped up in New Age concepts. Like old uh, fake-ass Deepak Chopra on Ancient Aliens the other night, meditating, channeling, whatever, bliss... Uh, it, these all are related. 
So uh, this reference, uh, the gnosis, the knowledge, they believe it can free the people by learning that the material world is simply a demonic deception created by this entity called the Demiurge. We'll get into that in a second. This, this, uh, the Demiurge wants to trap our spirits within matter. And, you know, some people say that Jesus came and uh, God came here to, to spiritualize matter because matter became spiritualized. I don't want to get too deep into this. I know half of you are probably checking out already. Anyways, but um, yeah. So it's this: these Gnostics they think that the material world is a deception. Our senses are susceptible to the 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 manipulation. Okay, and only through actual true contact with the divine can one become enlightened and understand the true spiritual freedom. And again, we're going to get into that later as well. So. Hang in there. Uh, the film here is a is a tale of Gnostic initiation for the masses, which I argued in my project called Kubrick's Code. I went through Stanley Kubrick's films. And, of course, the first one, 2001 A Space Odyssey, was a giant initiation for the masses. It's the evolution through the alien consciousness. The, the dimensions of the black cube... The black monolith in 2001 were the same dimensions as the screen of the theater. Did you know that? Proportionality-wise. And that is analogous to the idea that the viewers become initiated. They are part of the process. And I'm going to defend that and explain why that is in a bit here. So I can argue through this multifaceted approach of occult doctrine that this whole film is an initiation for you. The first component here, we are witnessing the hero's journey. Again, that's some Joseph Campbell stuff I talked about in my book, The Star Wars Conspiracy. We're watching the hero's journey of Mallory as she takes this river trip into the ceremonial chamber. That's the final destination, the blind school. It's where she's able to finally reach enlightenment. The She reaches the gnosis, the light. The divine. She's able to drop her guard, and she joins the rest of the the human beings that have escaped these monsters. She reaches full realization, and you'll notice because she names the children at the end when she reaches the final uh, resting place here. So she comes to the realization of vulnerability and human connection. Quite curious in the uh, film. She makes it through all this traumatic stuff. Five years of being chased by psychos and monsters and demons. She gets to the blind school. And guess who's there? It's her OBGYN doctor doing, that was doing the ultrasounds. And she's totally underwhelmed. <laughs> they do not care to see each other that much. It's like, oh, hey, what's up? Very odd. Very odd choice there. Anyways, um, let's get into the blindfold. Uh, and big ups to Jay Dyer from jaysanalysis.com. We've collaborated on a few projects in the past, a few podcasts. He actually planted this seed in my mind of the blindfold when I was doing a bit of research on how to approach this film. And he does a great John Malkovich, by the way. You should check him out. Check out jaysanalysis.com. Uh, so Mallory, she is blindfolded throughout this movie because... That is what a Freemason wears going into the first degree, the entered apprentice initiation ritual. 
It's called the Hoodwink in Freemasonic lore. A practice taken from the ancient mystery schools. Because as you know, in my book The Dark Path, I go through the entire history, the scope of this thing. It goes back to the days of the synchronization of occult ideas back in Egypt and Rome and Greece and these uh, ancient mystery schools that were teaching initiates deemed worthy to understand these concepts. The blindfold represents the initiate going from the dark to the light, the enlightenment of the initiate, which is, again, going back to the beginning of the film. She is in her, Mallory's in her art studio, and she paints a picture of the woman in the dark going into the light. Again, LuminatiWatcher.com, check out the images, right? Um, and also, I may add, if you recall, back at the VMAs a few years back, Pink was dressed in the uh, Masonic hoodwink for her initiation. She had the black and white checkered pants on as well, I, I believe. So the blindfold. the This demonstrates the evils of the senses in our physical world. You shut off the senses... And you gain understanding and enlightenment. It's a Gnostic principle. The senses are here to deceive us because this world is a prison. It's a prison planet. That's what Alex Jones calls it, right? Is he a Gnostic? I don't think so. He's just a lunatic. Uh, but anyways, the, um, the prison that we live in, the material world, was created by this evil force known as the Demiurge. And this entire development of the material world is from evil forces. And sometimes they represent this with uh, the planet Saturn. And we're going to get into that a bit more, too. I know we keep... There's a lot of layers of this onion, okay? But the point here, on the we're talking about the Gnostic initiation. The point is that Mallory completes the initiation at the end because she learns to love through the only real truth, her heart. Her senses of are no value, no use. In fact, they are the downfall of the entire human race. That is a Gnostic principle, my friends. And again, look, I'm not advocating for or against these ideas. I'm just reporting it as I see it, okay? Uh, the idea that materialism is a bit evil, I, I agree with that. I don't think... But, I, but it depends on how many flavors you want to get into because these Gnostics, they were heretics of the early church. And uh, the New Agers want to make you believe that all oh, the Gnostics were uh, misunderstood and they were persecuted for their, their independent thought and the church just wanted them to fall in line. So they, they pushed them underground. So I'm, not, but, uh, so I'm not saying I follow the Gnostic principles. I don't think this prison is a planet. I think it's a beautiful creation that we need to preserve. <laughs> so anyways. Okay. Alchemy and the birds. What are the birds for? Why is this movie called Bird Box, my friends? Well, the birds are symbolic of the four stages of alchemy. Again, another occult concept that you see over and over again when you research Gnosticism or Carl Jung. Uh, all these occultists, they, they believe in this alch alchemical process. And in the, the, the alchemical transformation, because this movie's about a transformation, the initiate goes through four stages represented by different colors, black, white, yellow, and red. Now, these four stages, they're also represented by birds. Did you know that? The black bird is the negredo, the first step for the initiate on the path. And the phoenix is the final step, the red bird, the full rebirth. 
Now, you can see the significance of these birds in the film. Because Mallory's lugging these birds in a box around her everywhere she goes. Because they're warning her of the monsters. But did you know that the birds are in a black cube box? Which is symbolic of Saturn. The Gnostic prison planet. The evil demiurge force that created our prison is represented by the cube and Saturn. What do you know? Inside the bird box the whole time. Uh, This was a clear demonstration of the concepts that I laid out in my analysis on the Lego movie, which was, again, Gnostic uh, hermetic ideas, as above, so below. Uh, And I've talked about Saturn a million times. I've got an article decoding the symbolism of Saturn and the black cube. You can check that out on IlluminatiWatcher.com you're in for a real good mind blowing <laughs> uh, so next next topic we talked about the birds right that's what they're for it's time for monster sexy time what are these monsters doing oh my gosh are they monsters are they aliens if you're like me you're a sucker for mysteries true crime and once you put me back into a period piece with those old flapper 1920s era time frame you got me i'm all yours So let me tell you about this game called June's Journey. We're going to escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance as you immerse yourself into the world of June's Journey, a hidden object mystery mobile game that puts your detective skills to the test. Play as June Parker and investigate beautifully detailed scenes of the 1920s while uncovering the mystery of her sister's murder with hundreds of mind-teasing puzzles. The next clue is always within reach. Now, one thing I like is that it sharpens your vision to look for objects. In case I I ever make it on uh, one of these reality contest shows, I got to harness my puzzle skills and my visual acuity. And, and I, I learned what a pavilion, <laughs> when I was playing the game, I learned what a pavilion was. It's, it's basically a gazebo. I didn't know that. So I'm learning. All right. In each level, you search for hidden objects in New York parlors or, or uh, Paris sidewalks, trying to figure out this scandalous family secret of how June's sister died. It's got some mystery. It's got some danger. It's got some romance. I got the game on my phone right now, and I'm on chapter three, and I'm looking for clues on this crime scene photo because we're gonna we're gonna figure out who did this, and you're gonna love it. They play real like mad chill music, so it's kind of relaxing too. You get to customize your little luxurious estate with gardens and buildings and such. So look, if you're into detective work, solving clues, finding clues, scandalous family secrets. Uh, you just want a fun little escape from the dreaded day job or whatever. This is your game. I enjoy playing it at the end of the day when I'm chilling in bed trying to unwind because it's just a nice little escape kind of game for me. And not only that, poor June, she needs my help to figure out how her sister died. And guess what? June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are the Yetis. What are these things? What are they in your mind? Think about that for a second. 
Let's wander a bit. Okay, I'm going to tell you what they are. The bottom line here, and I'm going to defend this here over the course of the next few minutes, the bottom line here is that the monsters are a representation of man's connection to God. How do we know this? Well, i got to give you some background info first, and then we're going to rewrap this back up. Because I know some of these topics are a bit out there for some of you. First, we've got to get into this, this idea of contact with the divine through sexual union. Gnosis, of course, Gnosticism, what we were talking about earlier, that's what this film's about. It's considered knowledge of the divine, knowledge of God. It's when the practitioner, the initiate, is able to make contact with God, and at this point they will understand the true nature of reality and be enlightened. Now, some of these occultists, they believe that one way to see God, to make contact with the divinity, is by piercing the veil through sexual orgasm. During the moment of climax, they're able to get a glimpse of God. Okay? I think we can all understand that on a bit of an intuitive level. Now, other occultists, or magicians, if you will, they use sex magic. And, again, during the climax, they transmit energy into the universe. They believe there is something mystical and powerful with the orgasm. Is Pornhub fueling a <laughs> an energy machine? I don't know. I don't know. So in Bird Box, you've got these psychos, these people out there. They're trying to force everyone to look at the monsters. Which, if you go to my Instagram, at Isaac Weishop, <laughs> I posted a meme. Because there's memes going around about the Bird Box, okay? And real quick, not to get off topic too much, but there was an article about the power of memes and Memes are now selling the Bird Box movie, much like memes got Donald Trump in through Pepe and Keck. I wrote an article about that years ago, 2016. Check it out, IlluminatiWatcher.com. For a limited time only, it's on my YouTube channel, Isaac Weishop, all one word. I say limited time because I suspect I'm going to get banned one more time. But for now, subscribe and enjoy. Um, so, <laughs> what are we talking about? The Psychos, Okay. Anyways, I got a funny meme, Nickelback. A lot of people didn't get what I was trying to say, whatever. If you like memes, if you like funny, if you like laughing, go to my Instagram. Check that out. Now, these psychos, they're forcing people to look at these monsters. So, the the divinity, okay? The divinity is what they want them to look at. The gods. And this, again, the same way... There is sexual union used to find God in the moment of climax. That's what these psychos want people to experience. Now, again, you have to go back to the ancient times when the initiates would try to make contact with the divine through ritualistic concepts of uh, Apollonian or Dionysian rituals. It's uh, overwhelming or restricting the senses in order to make contact. Again, you got to understand how these all things all play together. The five senses. So the ritual sex here. It could be used for a male and female to make union as a reenactment. And, and, you know, in some of these circles. There's a reenactment of God with his supposed female divine consort named Shekinah. This is an early Jewish uh, tradition. Who is Shekinah? Well, let's get into that real quick. Shekinah. Is a talking breeze or a female divinity? 
Yeah, it sounds crazy. I know. And I heard this from Freeman Fly many years ago. So big ups to him. If we research the Shekinah, you can find many definitions, many ideas that we could tie together for this film. This is the part that's really going to blow your mind. Okay? First, website called Hebrew Word of the Day. You look it up. Shekinah is the English name of God and its feminine motherly manifestation. The original word means the dwelling or settling, denotes the dwelling or settling of the divine presence of God, especially in the Temple of Jerusalem. So again, uh, the Shekinah is the feminine form of God. So we can tie that into the sexual union, male-female, God and Shekinah. Secondly, Dan Brown wrote a book called Da Vinci Code. Maybe you've heard of it. In it, there is a sex ritual called Heroes Gamos. And uh, I know that's a fictional book, but the concept of Heroes Gamos is totally true. From the book, uh, and this is, uh, I don't know, two people talking, right? In the book it says, Admittedly, the concept of sex as a pathway to God was mind-boggling at first. Langdon's Jewish students always looked flabbergasted when it, he first told them that the early Jewish tradition involved ritualistic sex. In the temple, no less. Early Jews believed that the Holy of Holies in Solomon's temple housed not only God, but also his powerful female equal, Shekinah. Men seeking spiritual wholeness came to the temple to visit priestesses, or hero duels, with whom they made love and experienced the divine through physical union. So there you go, right? Again, it's all the same concept. And if, by the way, if you like my narration, go to audible.com. You can get all my books there. I narrated almost all of them. Uh, if you've never been on Audible before, you can get them for free. Free trial. The Dark Path, that's my best book. Get that one. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, third, look at Wikipedia for Shekinah. And uh, you can see that it says, The Semitic root means to settle, inhabit, or dwell. This abstract noun is not present in the Bible and is first encountered in the rabbinic culture. Rabbinic? Rabbinic? I don't know. The root word is often used to refer to birds nesting in nests. The root word is used to refer to birds nesting in nests. Oh my God. That's it. Okay. Fourth, on the same Wikipedia page, it talks about Islam, something I know very minimal about. But it's one of the Abrahamic religions, right? Islam, Christianity, uh, Jewism, those are the three, the big three. It says, and I'm going to butcher these names, so be forewarned, trigger warning, don't, don't go snowflaking on me here. A story in Tafsir and Isra Iliyat literature relates how Ibrahim and Ishmael, when looking for the spot to build the Kaaba, found Sakinah. Nubi writes that it was like a breeze with a face that could talk saying, build over me. Associated with piety and moments of divine inspiration, Sakinah in Islamic mysticism signifies an interior spiritual illumination. So there it is. The breeze that could talk and interior spiritual illumination. Let's put all these things together. 
because I know your 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 head's spinning, as it should be. We can confirm this film is Illuminati confirmed 100% exposed truth. It's demonstrating concepts of the Shekinah. Because A, sexual union of God with the Shekinah, the female God, is duplicated by the occultists through sex rituals with purpose to make contact with the divine. B, the root word of Shekinah refers to birds nesting. Birds, the bird box. C, the monsters appear with the wind blowing accompanied by demonic whispers. That that story of the Kabah reference that a breeze can talk. And again, the Kabah, by the way, on a little sidetrack, it's a black cube. But I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> so, let's wrap it up, Isaac. We've been talking 25 minutes about the bird box. I could have watched the whole movie by now. I'm trying to wake you up, though. I'm trying to help you understand what's going on in this crazy world of ours. Let's wrap this up. Initiating the masses. Why did I say this film is an initiation? Well, you've seen these Gnostic principles in many pieces of entertainment, including Westworld. I've done a full analysis on that. You've got to see that if you've seen Westworld. If you didn't know you were in it for the Gnostic initiation, well, i got news for you. Again, IlluminatiWatcher.com, or I think I re-uploaded it to my new YouTube, Isaac, Isaac Weishaupt. And it's of no coincidence that Netflix also gave us a show called Maniac. Maybe you've heard of that. I did an analysis on that as well. YouTube and IlluminatiWatcher.com. I think I did a podcast on that one too. Again, more Gnostic stuff. Also, you look at the film. It was written by a guy who wrote the film Arrival. That was a film about aliens who used this space-time language to help the human race. And you've got all these themes of supernatural communications and Gnosticism at play. And this journey that Sandra Bullock's character takes is the same initiation the viewers receive. The film actually puts the masses through the Gnostic initiation along with the characters. The moral of the story is that the material world is evil. And this supports the nihilism that you see from many people in entertainment. They want to see the world burn. We saw this in American Horror Story Apocalypse, right? If you haven't listened to my podcasts, you're missing out. I'm breaking it down here. Check out the archives there and subscribe on iTunes. Or better yet, go to patreon.com backslash Illuminati Watcher. Sign up for the uh, supporter list. You'll get all the stuff, all the things, all the good things you've ever wanted. And when you watch Bird Box here, I've got an image on IlluminatiWatcher.com. You can see by the fireplace in the house when the man's drawing all the crazy drawings of the monsters, there's a book titled This Brutal World. That is the overt messaging. Now, if you look that up, it's just a book about architecture, which makes sense because in the film, the uh, man that lived in the house was, in fact, an architect. But the point is, the this brutal world, and again, it's a nihilistic idea. They want us to believe that this world is a big old prison and uh, I don't believe it I don't believe it look at how much beauty there is in nature do bad things happen yep life is very fragile but if you lived to be immortal it wouldn't be too valuable now would it so the reason I say you as the viewer are initiated is because you imagine the monsters in your own mind because they don't show them to you they're forcing you to effectively see God. Because again, the divinity is tied to the monsters and the Shekinah. 
Now, if you read the actual storyline from the book that this film was based on, which came out before M. Night Shalalalalalaman's The Happening, you find out that the monsters all look different to each person. And by the way, I didn't read the book. I found that online. Now, this is diabolically genius that each viewer actually sees their own version of the monster in their own mind. We each got initiated just like 2001 A Space Odyssey. What do you know? I think that's something. Now, we could go longer. We could go deeper. <laughs> this podcast is getting X-rated here. Uh, but I've got, I've got more. I, I got some bonus nonsense, I call it, on the website. I got alien talk about the actress plays Olympia. I got some talk about Mr. Rogers. That's right, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> uh, Mr. Rogers was artificial intelligence from the future, came here to save us from ourselves. Don't believe it? Go to IlluminatiWatcher.com, find this article on Bird Box. Then you'll believe it. Maybe not. And uh, a, a conspiracy on Netflix. They're claiming that Bird Box is just a sequel to A Quiet Place. I argue against that. Anyways, go to IlluminatiWatcher.com, read the article, find a little bonus content. I gotta put you to work, right? That wouldn't be... <laughs> it's not gonna be this easy. Um, and subscribe to my email newsletter. You know, whatever. Sign up to all the things, all the socials, all the, the things you know you want to do. Um, but yeah, that that is my analysis of Bird Box. I want to thank you for your time. And as always, stay woke. Stay woke.